The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Feel it coming in the air. Yeah. And the screams from everywhere. Yeah. I'm addicted to the thrill. I'm ready. It's a dangerous Stop. love affair. Can't be scared when it goes down. Got a problem, tell me Stop. now. Only thing that's on my mind is who's on this town tonight. Hey, welcome in, welcome in to the Palmer Last of the Sports Talk Show. We are live, we are in the studio. Today, Friday, Freaky Friday, finally Friday, the weekend is kicking off, it's finally starting off. Demry Lache is here in the studio, Dougie B in here as well. Welcome, man, you made it yes. another weekend. Not, not. What you got planned this weekend, man? What you, what's on your mind? No, taking the wife out tonight to uh, the uh, ASU Gamage for one of the shows, the Dirty Dancing Broadway show. Dirty Dancing, you taking her out to Dirty Dancing? I am, man. I am. Hmm. She likes that kind of stuff. It's Does she? Culturally aware, you yeah. know? That's pretty but, interesting. Uh, now we'll, we'll be back down here in Tempe tonight. Uh, probably go grab some uh, food beforehand at the, okay. uh, the Oyster House there. Off of uh, man, I thought Valentine's weekend was last weekend. You just what are we talking about Valentine's Day? Every man, this is an all year thing. You just keep going, huh? All year, man. We actually got our tickets to uh, Cinderella too. I'm not going to that one. Though. You sure? I'm sure. I'll be out of town. Be in Ohio. Right. Just making sure. Don't I'm yeah. Don't see no Cinderellas. <laughs> 888-346-9144 is the number to call in to join us on the show today. Bunch of bunch of sports mo- moves, talks that Whew. occurred, rumors, everything. Stuff I didn't even see happening, man. Of course. That's You're not supposed Suns? to know. You're not <laughs> supposed to know. You want to start off with the Suns again? And we're talking about dry, That's the only pe- uh, person we were talking about yesterday was pretty much was scored. And then <laughs> traded about half their team, <laughs> a draft pick away. I'm like. I told you. I told man. you that. I called it. I was like, look. If you gonna if you gonna get rid of Dragas, you're gonna have to start over. You got oh, yeah. you gotta go with a whole new look. And they got rid of half their roster. You're right. Some names got pulled that I had no clue of thinking about. No. Thinking I'm going anywhere. And I, I even know some of the guys are still on the team. But <sighs> some big moves has happened around the NBA. Um yes, the Phoenix Suns face of their franchise, Mr. Goran Dragic. The the dragon is officially gone, yes. along with his brother, yep. along with Miles Plumley, along with Tyler Ennis. Who cares? Um, yeah, he, who else? Do nothing. Um, that's Isaiah Thomas. That Isaiah was Thomas. that was the big one right there. But see, and the thing you got to look at is they made this fire, this three headed monster last year. They had to do something. Now, I'm not overall with with looking at who we got, not ecstatic about it, right? But they did what they needed to do to kind of put the fire out, per se. Mm-hmm. The best analogy is you've had a clean room. It's been immaculate. You tore your room up. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're talking everything around it. You've cleaned it, but it's not it's not pristine like it used to be. That's the best analogy I can say as far as the draft goes, well, what they did. Honestly, like, where was it, though? You know, you're saying, like, where it used to be. I don't think it was anywhere to begin with. No, I'm talking about two years ago before they two picked Isaiah ago? Thomas. Isaiah Thomas, that's what kind of threw, threw the whole thing off, mm-hmm. but why they pick uh, Thomas up was because they didn't know what Bledsoe was going to do. So now, now Eric Bledsoe, 
you've got your chance. Here is your team. Yeah. You are the face of this franchise now. You've got what you wanted. Mm-hmm. Dragon's gone. Mm-hmm. You are going to be the yeah, point you're guard. you're the guy. Isaiah Thomas is you gone. Uh, Goran, like you said, Dragon's is gone, who was, you know, particularly the face of the Suns, but obviously the organization, the front office, did not trust him, and they weren't ready for him to make that move. I mean, he showed characteristics on the court several times of lack of leadership, and that's what the all-around Phoenix Suns, I mean, they have no leadership at all, and that's the only thing that's holding them back. I mean, right. Yesterday, we talked. The talent is there. We talked about that yesterday. They are sitting in the A seat, so yeah, the talent is there, but they they don't have that extra push, that extra leadership that can boost them into getting into the playoffs, finishing the regular season, you know, outright, finishing playoff games. You know, they don't have no playoff potential. They you know, they just don't have that extra edge that you see from the other teams in the Western Conference. No, you, you don't have that that go-to superstar right now on your that lineup. too. I mean, that that comes with you know who's going to step up and be that leader. If honestly, if you had the leadership, you had the confidence to step up and be that guy. A lot is on Eric Bledsoe's shoulders. You know, they're they're riding him. Which honestly, out of the, out of the three point guards, I, I would ride him too. He can oh, still yeah. develop and grow into being that leader, being that star player that the Suns really need him to be on a consistent basis. I mean, you see flashes of it, and then right. you're still building up with, uh, with the Morris twins. You know, they get better right. over time. Um, Alex Lynn, hopefully he stays healthy. And then you bring in, you know, some veterans who's been in the playoffs. Uh, Brandon Knight, that was a huge movement as well. I mean, you bring in another scoring point guard. So obviously they still want to keep that two guard punch whenever they can throw it in any time. Because Brandon Knight, he was leading the score with uh with the Milwaukee Bucks, and they were sitting what like six fifty in the East, right? And that's I, I'm kind of they traded away their leading scorer, even though he was coming up with free agent, and this is his last year in the contract. So, but see, I want to see if they move Knight more to that two guard, or if they're going to keep it because. As a point guard, what's a point guard mentality? This is my team. Of course. I need to know the score. I need to know what I need to do, what I need to run. This is my team, which I don't think why, or I, I'm sorry, this is why I don't think the three-point guard system worked with the Suns is because you had too many of those alpha males. They wanted to be that sole point guard. So you bring Brandon Knight in, which he was that point guard over there with the Bucks. Mm-hmm. Is he going to be able to accept that role into the number two? Are they going to try to do where they did just when they had uh, Gorn and uh, Bledsoe mm-hmm. and run that double, you know, because that's going to be a lot of uh, kind of locker room talk, if you want to call it that, as far as between Bledsoe and Knight. Can they mesh together, just not on the court, but off the court as well? How are they going to react to each other if you're trying to put both of them at the two guard? Because Suns really don't have another great two guard right now. Right. So I'd like to see Brandon Knight move into that two guard. Now, that doesn't mean when Bledsoe takes a break, that Brandon Knight doesn't move into that right. that point guard position mm-hmm. then, and uh, bring somebody else in. But you know, and then the other thing I'm looking at as far as this trade is Granger. Everybody's saying that they're going to get rid of him oh, because he's old on. and brittle. But look at look at look at what Aaron Lewis and this training staff. We've talked about this training staff before with the Phoenix Suns. If they can, can redevelop Danny Granger, then yeah, I'll give that's what I want to see. I, I don't, see. Yeah, don't if give up build, on him yet. If they can build back Danny Granger to what he halfway was back in his glory days in Indiana, mm-hmm. then the Phoenix Suns would be okay with him. But and that, and until, that, until that time, it's not going to happen. But don't give up on him right away. Um, it, no, because I what, gave up on him three years ago. <laughs> I gave up on him <laughs> right. when he first hurt that ligament in his knee. Now, see, Granger reminds me, 
as far as we're talking to past sons with Aaron Lewis and the stuff and who they've done is Grant Hill. Grant Hill. Danny Granger Grant? No. No, no, I'm not talking about that. skill set. Uh-huh. I'm talking about as far as what the Sun staff, the training staff has done to revive Grant Hill when he came here. You're going to need more because Danny Granger is, I don't know. Kwame Lester here joining us on the lines here. What's going on, Kwame? Hey, what's up, guys? Hey, man, it's Friday. This is the weekend, you know. Right about that. Mm. A lot of, lot of movement happening in the NBA locally with the Phoenix Suns. You know, we were just talking about it. And you know what? You made a good point about the chemistry between Eric Bledsoe and Brandon Knight, you know, are they going to coexist? I think they will. They played, they didn't play together at Kentucky, but you know those Kentucky mm-hmm. guys, they stay close. Calipari knows, know how to keep those guys together. They, those guys get back together every year, have a, you know, blue-white scrimmage against the, the roster of the team now. So, uh, you know, they, they have that chemistry. And I think that's going to move forward better for the Phoenix Suns than Dragic and Bledsoe was. Now let me ask you this too, because you just brought up a point I want to uh, come up with. They played at Kentucky. Who's going to be a free agent this year that's played at Kentucky that might be on the market? Not necessarily saying the Suns are going to get him. DeMarcus Cousins, no. Kentucky as well. Bledsoe's played with them. They've hung out before. You look at, the, uh, mm-hmm. you look at those, that Kentucky program, and if you can get those men and guys together and they got that winning uh, passion about them, you bring it to the professional level with some great coaching, and it's unfortunate that Drogic, uh, is, is out of there. He's at now Miami Heat, who can still, who will still be a free agent this year. Who knows if he's signed back with the or not? But I think, um, I think the um, the organization, the Suns organization, messed that up. And that started with, with the draft. That started off put hold up for Blesso to get this huge and major contract, or or was they going to sign him or not because he was coming off injuries, uh, bringing so many guards in and make projects feel like he wasn't a guy. Because yeah. you had Drogic at first, if you guys remember. You right. had Then he went to Houston for a second, and he came back. That's the problem with me, with the Suns, with me, is they have so many guys on their program initially, and they leave, and then they want them back. You let those guys grow, then you can have a, you can get more Larry Fitzgerald on your on your basketball organization. What I mean by that is you get more loyal guys who who are not saying and halfway through the season. I'm not signing back with this organization, right. with this team. And, and, and that's the problem with the Suns is they let too many guys go at an early age. They have no discipline or no, from what I see, no no consistency with with honing these guys' skills. Because Roger can play, and we know that. But it, it, there's no reason why a guy should feel like, and it's something internally that we probably don't know about, there's no reason for this guy to say, you don't worry about trying to find me because I'm not coming back here. I'm not playing here. And I understand that mm-hmm. uh, because I've said that, uh, you know, before with the Cardinals, but it's something internally. It starts at the top. And it has nothing to do with a guy who can actually play ball. And Drogic, we know he can play. But right. you bring in all these guards in a situation, you put him, uh, make him feel like, uh, you know, what we can do with you or without you. Right. And yesterday, Dougie B made some comments talking about, you know, Dragic, there was more of his agent talking. And his agent speaking up, speaking out through Dragas to the media, saying that he wasn't happy. And I kind of felt, you know, I, I understood that point that you made, Doug. Like, yeah, that might be his agent talking. But at the same time, I could tell Dragas was so uncomfortable. He's always been uncomfortable since he's been in Phoenix. You know, they was flirting around with him saying, you know, he, he had to play lights out just for him to get any attention, for them to win some ball games. And because before he got to Phoenix, honestly, I, I really could care less about Goran Dragic's right. game on the court. Like, I didn't really know about him. 
He was just a backup yeah. average point guard. Got his shot back in Phoenix, and then, you know, history wrote itself. I mean, he's been balling lights out. So now, you know, he has a all-around home base name now. And so, honestly, like, it really wasn't the – I mean, yeah, the agent – Wise, yeah, the agent could have been, you know, telling him to say this, say that, but at the same time, I just felt like, you know, he just wasn't comfortable to begin with. I think Bledsoe wasn't comfortable. You bring it in, you draft Tyler Ennis, you know, he was a standout point guard for Syracuse. He didn't even get no clock. Then you bring in Isaiah Thomas as well. Right. You pretty, you feel kind of uncomfortable. Well, and that's what we talked about. McDonough, uh, basically setting that team on fire with what he did, bringing that three-headed point guard monster, and so he had to do something. Mm-hmm. And I think he did, the overall, I think he did what he needed to do to get kind of by with it. Um, could have done a lot worse, mm-hmm. but I don't think there was a lot of other stuff he could have done to bring, as far as players bring in to, at this point, mm-hmm. you know. But that's why I'm kind of interested in looking at, if they were saying this up, just for that DeMarcus Cousins, um, you know, in the offseason. Well, yeah, they have the after. money to go after the big free agent. Yeah. They have the draft picks to do a sign and trade with a superstar, which is well needed out here in Phoenix. Mm-hmm. Because Gordon wasn't even that, that leader on the team. He played ball. Nobody he was, was the ball. leader. They wanted they, him to be the leader, but he, he never. That was the problem. They had no leadership. Right. That was, I think that was the main problem. We looked at the Suns uh, last year and wondered why they couldn't make the playoffs. And we know the West is what it is. But there was no leadership. We waited around for somebody to take control of that thing. And right. now we, we see these uh, acquisitions and trade before the trade deadline or during the trade day that they bring in guys who's won before, who's won on every level. So now you need to bring that. You feel like you have the right coach in place for the Suns. So now you can try to hone those skills up. You have two guys from Kansas that played together. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think what they're looking for is chemistry. And then you get these Kentucky guys. Mm-hmm. You're looking for chemistry. Uh, where these guys can go out there and they can feel each other and talk to each other without saying a word. And you have that, you know, you have that on a lot of great teams where it just happens. Right. And that's going to build the leadership. And hopefully they can keep this roster. I don't think by next season, by the end of this season, I don't think a lot of these guys who are on the Suns roster right now are going to be here, period. Uh, I think Gerald Green, he's in his, like, last year, his contract. Uh, Brandon Knight. You know, depending on his outcome, is he going to finish out a terrific season that he's been having? Because he was the leading scorer for the Milwaukee Bucks, who was sitting in the playoffs. Right. Like, I was so surprised. Not only with that, I looked at the Philadelphia 76ers, and I thought, you know. I was very surprised by that. That was, that was huge. When they, mm-hmm. you know, you let go of Michael Carter-Williams, who I thought was the face of their fan- franchise, not only now, but for the future. This guy won Rookie of the Year. You know, he put his heart and soul into a bad team in the Philadelphia 76ers, but he was going out performing each and every night. And then you bring in, you know, Norris Noel, Joel Embiid, you draft this guy. You got a great little young bunch, you know, you could put together and keep for a while, but, you know, they dismantled you, their team as well. I'm like, what is really, what, like, what's going on in Philadelphia? Do you guys yeah. remember? You guys remember doing a draft this year, past NBA draft? When they drafted a point guard, Michael Carter Williams thought, "Well, I guess they uh, might yeah. play well." Okay. Yeah, you remember that comment? Yeah, and it wasn't um, it wasn't anything bad that he said. It was just that you know you look. It's kind of like the sauce. You look at what's going on in the draft, and you go on Drogic. You look. You drafting like three or four guards. You got six draft picks, and you drafting all guards. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you, and then Michael Carter Williams, when they six were drafted a a point guard, he said, "Well, maybe they." Got a plan in place where they're going to trade me or something like that. Uh, and then finally it happened. But you look at a guy, how do you get rid of a guy like that? 
Yeah. How you get with it? I guess he's. I guess they doing him a favor. But they're trying to lose it, and I thought personally they were trying to tank it for the past two years to keep getting number one draft picks to build a solidified team mm-hmm. where they can start competing Sixers the way the Sixers used to do back in the day. But when you get rid of him, you must get, you must know something and have a guy in place that can outplay that rookie of the year. Right. And what I don't understand is you bring in a guy like JaVale McGee to the 76ers you right. know, in place of that. <laughs> you, you already have Joel Embiid, who hasn't played a minute yet. Uh, Norlin's Noel, who's getting back after this season. You bring in JaVale McGee. Like, I don't understand where they're going with this in Philadelphia. Now, I think uh, Milwaukee Bucks had a great day in the trade deadline. Um yeah, they had a pretty good day yesterday, picking up Michael Carter Williams. Uh, even though they got rid of Brandon Knight, but right. bringing a guy like Carter Williams in, I mean, that's you're not missing out. You're not missing out on much. No. You know, he can slide right oh. in there. And the Heat, they get a chance to see. Yeah, the Heat. Going. He got some. They're they're winners too. Yeah, but look, right, look at the Heat nice now. They had a good day. Yeah, with Heat uh, losing Bosch possibly for the year now. Oh yeah, yeah, and for that, the lung issue. Mm-hmm. And so it'll be interesting to see what anywhere. they happen. And that's crazy um, because you, you you see a guy like Chris Bosh, you know, finally getting things his way in Miami and him right. being the man, stepping up, you know, staying in Miami and, you know, saying to D-Way, you know, we still do this. They're still fighting for a playoff spot. So and They're eighth right now. Yeah, and you make some, some good trades, bringing in Dragic, uh, getting Danny Granger out of there. Yeah. He's taking up space, and now you got to take up space out here in Phoenix, even though you're saying the doctors can save him. I'm telling you, man. Nelson, watch. Man, Just watch, man. man. All right. He, been, he went to L.A. He went He went to the Clippers. He went. He was in Indiana. Now he in Phoenix. They didn't have Aaron He Luke. went to Miami. I mean, those those places got some pretty good doctors. But they didn't have Aaron Hill. I'm just saying, Nelson, Nelson, look what he Nelson. does, man. He's got a track record. Let's see, the Walter White of doctors or <laughs> something. something like, man. I don't, do? know, I don't know what kind of good juice he has up in that training facility. And I don't know, but we got a couple seconds before break. Uh, coming up after the break, we're going to talk more. You know, trade rumors, NFL talk. Larry Fitz. I'm still, I'm, I'm still haven't gotten over that. But you know, we're going to come back to it. Kwame Lasser Sports Talk Show. We'll be right back. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. Sports continues to grow and evolve to ever-increasing prominence in today's society. On All Around Sports, host John Inglesby will connect with the leading newsmakers from the sports world, including players, owners, and fellow sports journalists, discussing the top news and events that are relevant to sports today. John will also report from and offer his experience of the world's top sports events. Tune in to All Around Sports with John Inglesby, Fridays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. The job of a professional athlete is never complete. 
In Life After the Game, host Lamar Campbell will take an inside look at how athletes are making the transition from the professional athletics world to the professional business world. You'll understand the goals, motivations, and personalities that drive these players off the field and in their post-professional career. Tune in to Life After the Game with Lamar Campbell every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand Welcome back to the Palmer Lasso Sports Talk Show, live in studio Friday, Dermy Lachey, Dougie B. I'm excited, man. Palmer Lasso are here on the lines as well. Shout out to Archer Way Productions in the building as well. Man, it's Friday. It's time to... It's weekend. Weekends, trades, NBA's back, uh, coming back from All-Stars, Spring. and it came back with a bang. It did, man. It's a nice Spring. game. I, I, I want to tune in to tonight's game because the Wizards and the Cavs play tonight. Who, That's a big year, too. Yeah, and I can't. I'm probably gonna go out. You know, now I got I got some time today, so I'm probably gonna go out, sit up somewhere, and watch that game. Uh, those both of those teams are fighting for the almost same position in that four or five seed in the East. And yeah, the second half season started off started off with a bang last night. OKC uh, topping off just, Dallas, just bad. Smacked them around, man. And I don't think Amari. The piece that Westbrook will come out and go crazy after that whole game. Oh yeah, and it, yeah, and Russell Wils- Westbrook is doing his thing, man. He's he's on a, he's on cloud nine right now, and, and, and those boys are hungry. And OKC, I think, uh, probably had the second best day yesterday in the trade, picking up Enos Cancer from the Jazz. Um, oh yeah, that was a huge pickup. Then Enos went to Syracuse, right? Uh, Enos Cancer. I thought he went to Kentucky or Kansas. He might have went to. Uh, he ain't go to Kansas. He, he, he ain't no KU. No, I thought he went to Syracuse because. Uh, is it, a, is it a guard? No, he's a big man, center. Okay, no, yeah, I don't know. Maybe um, I thought it was a Syracuse guy. But, yeah, you're right. They did have a big day um, in, a, in a trade deadline. Yeah. And, you know, Reggie Jackson wanted to get out of there, and he ended up going to Detroit with a bunch of trades and accusations. And he ended up in Detroit. He came out with a tweet, you know, as soon as he wake up, he's saying, oh, I woke, woke up from a nap, and now I'm a, I'm a piston. Detroit basketball, glad to get out of OKC. Oh wow! And Kevin Durant That's basically was like, oh, "Well, you got what you wanted. Peace, thanks." And talking about, you know, I mean, he Kevin didn't say Durant all that, but he turned into a media monster. <laughs> yeah. I like, I well, like he always been, yeah, he always been in the social media though. He always tweet out some crazy. Yeah, stuff. Yeah, he was in the social media, but don't you think he was too a little too political for me for your blood? Well, at least for mine, I know. Especially during All Star Weekend, All Star Break, yeah. Kevin Durant oh, definitely he, he came out. out. Yeah, he definitely came out the shade. I think because everybody was so critical of him making, you know, making an All Star roster and only playing like half the games that they have played, and you know, just because they're they're looking at him like, oh, just because you're the MVP, just think you can just do whatever you want right. and say no. what you well, want. You, that's that, but that, you know what? That's not his fault. I think it's the not. Fault. You're right. The league does that. Mm-hmm. The league put these guys in these situations where. Uh, they don't feel like they have to be as passionate as they was trying to get into the league and stay in the league as they are, you know, being hurt and, and trying to hurry up and come back because 
they do have a long season. Mm-hmm. NBA and baseball, I don't know how these guys do it. Well, one of the, one of the things is, is they stay overnight. You know, with football, you, wherever you are, you play and you come back, and sometimes you leave a day two right. days before. And it's, and it's the physical of the game. But the NBA, these guys are always on the road. We watched Tracy McGrady and, um, and um, Yao Ming get picked as starters, and they didn't play one game. So don't talk about the, the MVP, Kevin Durant, mm-hmm. and not playing. He already got enough pressure on you with everybody asking him about another man's job because they feel like it was on Kevin Durant to bring the championship to that team. Right. Well, you shouldn't have got rid of a lot of people. Two or three people you, would, you might have that championship. And then you did play. You did. You are moving forward. There's a progression, although it's been five years since they say this is the team right here. I like I like what Kevin Durant is and his mind state. I like what he is is taking his time, getting his body. He's he's not a he's not the guy in Chicago. He's playing mm-hmm. through his thing and he's trying to come back. He's the most one of the purest shooters, big man shooting guys in the NBA. Uh, we can't we can't say he's a, a Stephen Curry, but mm-hmm. no. this guy can shoot from anywhere yeah. on that court. And it, that, that takes a toll on you. I think you guys know this pressure. You should be able to handle it, but you ask me questions about somebody else's life and lifestyle and future. Right. And I don't, you want to ask him, if you got them type of, that goal, won't you ask that man about his lifestyle? Right. And or his life. Here's his apology yesterday. I don't get I, don't, I, didn't, I didn't get Am why, I, though. I didn't get why. <laughs> but you know why? why? Uh, Am I human? That's why. The endorsement <laughs> they ain't going nowhere. This man just won the MVP. Yeah, he's not going anywhere. Anytime those other people, anytime we've seen people kill people and do what they did and still get more endorsements and shoplift and get a draw uh, underwear mm-hmm. like, uh, endorsement. But you know what? It's they all with the NBA and the powers that be in the NBA. They looking for that good old boy. They looking for Kevin Durant to be the puppet. Yeah, let us market yep. you. Let us be the face. Well, you forgetting this guy's from DC. Right. Don't forget where he comes from. He got to have that in him for him to be able to play the way he played. Right. And then you looking for him to be soft spoken guy. If he if he didn't have that right, if he didn't have that DC blood in him, no. you wouldn't he even heard of. But you right. know, I'm not upset at what he said though in the first place with the media. Because uh, that's, yeah, that's, that's the why truth. I'm like, why are you apologizing? There's nothing you, to I, apologize about. If anything, I ain't even heard Marshawn Lynch apologize yet. And he ain't gonna apologize. <laughs> <laughs> you sure? Yeah. Uh, endorsements, man. But no, it's. You know what, Durant? Go out there and say what you're gonna say. Yeah, but okay, but you know, Larry Foot comments the intern coach or the new inside linebackers coach for the Cardinals. And still might play. He came at Marshawn Lynch saying, "Yeah, still might play." He came at Mar- Marshawn Lynch saying, "You know, he has this hell with authority attitude, and it's not good for the kids or future people. You know, who's looking up at him." I don't think that's the case. I don't think it's that deep. It's just. He, you don't want to be a puppet. Kevin Durant does not want to be a puppet right. as well. Yeah, but you, you can't. You know what? Don't go ahead, Kwame. And no, and these guys know to reach a certain status, you won't have to play that role. You have to be a puppet. You won't have to laugh at stupid jokes. It's not even funny. You won't have to <laughs> dance when you don't hear music. And these guys, and when they, when you don't have a guy like that, they think you're going against the grain. But there ain't no grain to go with anyway. Who wants to be that guy? You cannot walk past mirrors. Mm-hmm. You cannot walk past mirrors if you that guy because you're going to look at yourself. You, there's somebody in your life that's going to hold you down and hold you accountable. And if you act that way and say, unless you that guy say, well, I'm doing this for my family. Doing it for my family, nothing. You're doing it for yourself mm-hmm. because 
your family gonna always be there. They gonna always hold you down. But I know you want a better life and lifestyle for them. But your game is already where it is. You yeah. take care. We're supposed to take care. Do the right things. You straight. That's why Marshawn Lynch ain't never gonna apologize because, and like Jimmy said, Larry Foot think he went too deep into that, and I don't think he, he was did too deep yeah. because he does stuff in the community, and that community has to be in Oakland. So mm-hmm. until you go to Oakland and, and join his foundation and do what he does for that community, then Larry Foot, you need to shut up. Yeah. Wow. Absolutely. You heard it. No, it's I, deep I, from I mean, Kwame. But no, and I agree. Um, and just like just a deep. Uh, Taking athletes these days, I think we put too much on them, especially talking about pro athletes, as far as being those role models for kids. And it, I always mm-hmm. think back to Charles Barkley, what he used to say, I'm not a role model for kids, you know? Right. There's you know there's what? there's things you want the pro athletes to do to show the kids on the field, like throwing the tantrums, you know, slamming your helmet on the ground. You don't want you want you don't want to do that during the game. Then, um, then why don't they just but, show the come up of an athlete? More uh-huh. Why don't we go from day one when he yeah. first started when he was twelve years old? But Doug, right. I say this: the you, um, they try to take too much passion out the game that got you there. Like you yep. want me, you want me to go out there and play with this passion, play with this this competitiveness that I have and drive and determination, but you don't want me to show any of it on the field because the kids are watching. And I, and I think that's wrong. I think it's one hundred percent wrong. I, I agree with you. You know, but. Hmm. Moving on. Am I human? Am I human? If you can't yeah. market your sport, nobody's going to play it. Think about, our, think about half of the superstars in the, in the NFL or any any sport, any major sport. Mm-hmm. Think about if they say, we retire and we ain't, we're not playing anymore. That league goes to crap. That league, every every major sport goes to crap because who you going to market and how you going to market it. And mm-hmm. then what you're going to find is a bunch of sellouts that Kevin Durant is not or don't want to be, you'll find a bunch of guys doing things they don't want to do because somebody put $10 million in their face say, you need to dance to this music. I know you don't know, understand it, but you need to dance to this music. You need to laugh at these jokes. Yeah. So that's what happens when um, these guys don't understand. The, the lead runs through you, mm-hmm. and that's what Marshawn been trying to tell guys for a while. That's why he goes to his own, beat, beat, uh, the own drum. Yeah. That's own... why he's doing that in the way he's doing it. Absolutely. I back him up. Man. Speaking of Larry Foot, <laughs> Cardinals organization, I don't know what's going on over there. Who, yeah. I'm still not over it. Who, who our Cardinals insider Kwame, man. What what's going on with Larry Foot? <laughs> Kwame's the insider. <laughs> He's our insider right now. I mean, I just don't get I mean I don't I, know what's going on with that guy. Yeah. <laughs> I think, you know the Cardinals organization, they are what they are. And I would love for them to be much better. And they have gotten better from the time I was playing with them, mm-hmm. doing the radio. Uh, you know, doing some uh, little TV stuff with them, and by the time I was playing with these guys and going up there and being ambassador, they have changed. They have changed a great deal. I was with uh, Bill Grammatica, one of our kickers that used to kick for us yesterday, and he asked, "Did the Cardinals get better?" He said, "Well, they should be because they're making more money, but they doing what they doing with more money, and you you put people into the organization, and then you become a Cardinal." then you got to do how they do business. You got to go about it that way. And it's still the Cardinals. And I like for them to do a whole lot more as far as the community. And they have community projects and programs, and they'll tell you they're doing more. But I don't see them reaching a certain demographic. I don't see them reaching a certain area. I don't see them doing certain things. But I tell you this, Mr. Bill will donate a lot of money mm-hmm. to foundations. 
to organizations, and, and he don't look for the spotlight to do it. Mm-hmm. He, it's a lot of stuff that we don't know. But then when you get to but I know the question is, what's going on with the inside of the Cardinals or what's going on with the split? These guys just been doing what they told to do because they feel like they have a position or they want to keep a position. Mm-hmm. I know some guys that work their way up to that position, and it means more to them. But some guy to get put in a position has to do whatever he's being told or he's no longer in it. Mm-hmm. And, and it's crazy. In so many words, I mean, some of them just sell their soul. Yeah, and what you're saying that that kind of gets me thinking about Larry Fitzgerald when yeah. he's done. Well, and you know, and, and we'll definitely talk about Larry because you know? I know you want to. But with Larry Foot going into that linebackers coach, I'm good with it because he knows that defense. He was just played there, so if he's done coaching, because you obviously Betcher's the um, the D coordinator that's moved up now, right? So bring Larry Foot in there because he knows exactly the scheme. Yeah, absolutely. You and know, he played who with better, him. Who yeah, he played teach. with him in Pittsburgh as well. Yeah, so he played under Bruce Arians out there as well. Yeah, but, but you know what? If um, I just got finished playing with Larry Foot, and I was a linebacker, uh-huh. and now he's coaching me, I'm, I'm telling you, man, you better get out of my face, or oh, you better know how to coach me, um, or you yeah, better know how yeah. I prepare and get ready for my game. So obviously, they better bring some new guys in or some young guys. So that's a respectability that Larry Foot will have to have, or some, uh, or you. Well, you gotta have, you gotta have a respect factor with uh, a guy that's coming out to still going right into coaching. And coaching the same position in the same team, you got to have that uh, in so many ways on so many levels because these guys going to look at him like, man, you just with us three, four months ago. <laughs> two weeks um, ago. Two don't weeks ago. Game. Don't come in here and change because some of these guys going to see right through what he's doing. Yeah. What I would have did, I was with Aaron, I would have kept him on staff because he's, he, he's very knowledgeable. I would have put him in another capacity and then brought him back to the linebacker. I let him be an assistant and linebacker, but brought him to put him in another capacity where he learns the game entirely mm-hmm. maybe learn some offensive tight ends and stuff like that because all the guys he had to go against his running backs and stuff like that you can't do running backs but tight ends I would put him in another capacity because he he the years he's played he had to defend and watch those guys mm-hmm. so I would put him somewhere around that oh yeah that yeah that that's something I would consider to, to do as well because you already know you know the linebacker position the inside linebacker flow of things so what what do you face on the other side of that running backs a lot of running backs tight ends the flow of the offensive line so yeah definitely go sit in some offensive meetings for sure get a couple months under your belt and then just come back to the defense so that way you know you're bigger and better but to get to get thrown right into it I mean he, he has been in the NFL for quite what 15 years he's been in the NFL so, for some time now but he's not the first player coach you know no. that I've heard of. I thought Peyton Manning did it for at least 17 of his seasons. Yeah. <laughs> but, and, you know, they try to make a big deal out of, oh, he's being the new player. He's the new player coach. But then he has that mindset of, you know, he kind of came out of his shadows by speaking about the Marshawn Lynch deal. And that kind of right. made me think, like, well, dang. And, and now you're going to be a, a, a position coach, right. you know. It's kind of like, uh, you well, know, because a lot of guys might have that mindset about Marshawn Lynch. But then they got to – Take the authority talks of Larry Foote, a guy who just was in morning workouts with him two weeks ago yep. or something. So, I don't know. This is making things pretty strange for Arizona after Ty Bowles left. Larry Fitzgerald, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> See, but I'm good. I'm, I'm still, man, we talked about this after the show. I'm good with it because he's still going to get the ball. He's going to give you that, that just 
he's giving you there's that presence on offense you cannot deny mm-hmm. as a defense. Uh, Bruce Arians during the interview uh, mentioned and I quote, he plays wide receiver and we're going to throw him the damn ball. Mm-hmm. So I mean they're putting it out there that he's still going to get the ball. He's he's not going to be a decoy like we were talking about yesterday and you mentioned. It just it adds so much versatility that the offense of what you can do. From the defensive standpoint, you've got to respect all receivers on the field now with the Cardinals. Yeah. You can't just double team them. And with, yeah, in which I do, but 784, 784 receiving yards, two touchdowns. I'm not sold on it. I'm I'm not $11 million sold on it. But man, Larry Fitzgerald numbers, that's crazy. I was, I, <laughs> we talked about him signing their man. I, I, yeah. I'm with them really on this, too. Fitzgerald did everything he, he did with, Everything for the Cardinals that the Cardinals wanted him to do. He came back when there was no quarterback, and that was after the uh, Kurt Warner situation. He yeah. did everything he was supposed to do for the Cardinals, and and now they twenty three million. They asked him to restructure. I understand trying to help out the cap, and I think I knew he would be the guy to do that to help out for the cap. But I haven't seen one guy or one person or two guys. Defend him yet, and you still not throwing the ball. You look at the numbers. Listen to the numbers Emory just said. You know he does better than that. Mm-hmm. Well, he's, he was injured part of 2013 and last Two year. Two touchdowns. Wait, he played. Come on. I mean, Larry Fitzgerald that I know, he averaged two touchdowns a game dang near with bad quarterback right. play. And even when Carson Palmer was healthy, he, he I mean, you know, he wasn't the same Larry Fitzgerald, $11 million worth of Fitzgerald. I don't even think Des Bryant not even seen $11 million. It's so hard as a receiver to get that double-figure contract or, you know, to get something over that 10 mil a year. It's hard as a wide receiver. I think Calvin Johnson is the only one besides Larry Fitzgerald now. And now, you know, you're going to pay this guy to, like you said, you talk, we talked about after the after the show yesterday with him, you know, being in the slot, having to pick up those blocks and, the, you know, some of the schemes, some of their running schemes. Right. Having him take blind shot uh, blocks, I mean, yeah. If if I'm going to be in that position, yeah. If I'm Larry Fitzgerald, yeah, you better write that check, right? Because half of that is for for the city for what I've done here. Part of that's for my statue that's going to get built, and then the other <laughs> part is the reason why I'm in this slot. But I got to pick up, right. you know, these linebackers and safeties coming downhill. I mean, that's all I seen out of Larry. I yeah. mean, he, it was great. Michael Floyd probably couldn't do that. John Brown definitely couldn't. Right, block any linebackers one on one, and a Fitzgerald is a guy like that. But you're paying him to do things like that. Well, and we could speculate a lot all day on the show. I mean, I just want to say what happens during the regular season, and we'll start talking about it during the season yeah. once it starts, and we'll talk about it if it was a good move or not. I mean, I'm sure we're gonna get there. Oh yeah, oh yeah, we're gonna find out. But the other Cardinals news <laughs> is guess who is able to reinstate him? More um, coming up here in a month is uh, Washington. Knucklehead. <laughs> but do you, do you I mean, take that chance on him again? Of course you do. But, yes, I think so. You bring you got a guy like Larry Foote, you know, in his linebacker position coaching, so I think you do. Kwame Lester Sports Talk Show, uh, we're going to take a quick break. Coming up is our last segment. we got to finish on D-Wash, though. We gotta yeah, we will. That. You listen to the Kwame Lester Sports Talk Show. We'll be right back. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. 
Get ready to talk sports with the big guys. Tune in to Lockdown Coverage with Keith Lewis every Tuesday for the inside and outside of the business of sports. Keith and his guests will provide expert commentary and answer all of your burning questions about your favorite team, the players, and what's next. It's time to have fun with the game. Listen for Lockdown Coverage with Keith Lewis and his favorite co-hosts every Tuesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. The talk doesn't get any hotter. Going global with gas is music, comedy, and life. And this Saturday will be comedy as two comedians will be joining me, and I'm really looking forward to it. Comedian Brett Ernst is going to be with us. You might have seen him on Vince Vaughn's Wild West Comedy Tour, and he's also an ex-server, so we're going to get into some Diners Ed with him on Saturday. Also joining me will be comedian Jill Bryan. Very funny lady. Always a blast to have on in studio. And uh, by the way, both of them are Cowboy fans, so I know I'll have to take it easy on the two. So join us this Saturday, 1 p.m. Pacific time. Right here at the VoiceAmerica.com Variety Channel. Oh, and one more thing. Last night I was watching Cops, and they chased this guy into this dumpster area that was fenced off. And they had a dog chasing him and, like, five other cops. So they open up the gate to the dumpster, and there he is, lying face first on the ground. Everyone's looking at him, and his only words were, What did I do? <laughs> really, what did you do? You're just kind of normally hanging around the back of a dumpster, lying on the ground face first? What did I do? Yeah. This is a contest for the biggest idiot. Which I nailed! We'll talk to you this Saturday, 1 o'clock Pacific time, right here on Voice America. Going global with gas. Man. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Thank God it's... <laughs> Welcome back to the Crumb Last of the Sports Talk Show. Live in studio Friday. Yes, it is. Demi Lache, Dougie B. Kwame Lasseter here on the lines as well. Also, I have Archer Way Productions in the building. Today, you know, the NFL Combine actually started off today. Actually, the yeah. measurements and everything was yesterday and yep. how Jameis Winston and Marcus Mariota, surprisingly, this surprised me, that they were the same exact height. Oh, right. But, you know, Winston is only about nine pounds heavier. Yeah. Than Mariota, which I was, I was shocked. You know, by looking, you know, on TV on film, I never seen these guys in person yet. But looking at it on TV, I would think it's a huge difference between yeah. Jameis and James Marcus Mariota. Mariota looks, you know, look yeah. a bit more slimmer, and that's why he's probably more agile. But to be the same height and only a nine pound difference, that's you know, that's pretty. Yeah. You, you in the same apartments? Either Jameis had. One heck of a diet the last few months, <laughs> so. or my eyes is playing tricks on me because. No, I agree. Looking on TV, I mean, they look. It was a huge. Difference. Jameson looked a lot, lot more swole than yeah, uh, Mariota. absolutely. And Mariota had that speed though too. And Tampa Bay seen the same thing yeah. as well. So, and I guess Marcus is going to be thrown for the combine as well. Yeah, not waiting for. Which I, I'm not surprised by. He needs to. You know, yeah. going for that number one spot, you're going to have to. Yeah. Yeah, it, I mean. Uh, Going for that number one spot, you're going to do whatever it takes. You know, as, you know, Jameis Winston's name is growing and growing more of going overall number one to Tampa Bay. So a guy like Mariota was like, you know, I feel him. Like, hey, don't forget about me. I'm going to make some noise in this combine on my pro day. Um, I wouldn't be surprised even if he ran a 40 just to see, you know, set the tone right. and show that he can bring that agile game 
you know, to the NFL, then he's going to have to have some pinpoint throws in this uh, yeah. during the combine this week. And talking about the 40, my boy from ASU, Jamel Douglas, 5.2 oh, on the 40, <laughs> leading, leading all the tackles right now. ASU represented oh, up in the combine. Some Division three guy just ran a five flat. Uh, as a tackle? As a offensive lineman in the NFL. What? Oh, well. Why you got to take my glory away, man? My bad. No, I mean, number two is not bad. Number, number two, two is number one bad. When, as far number as one I know. Is better. Ask Mariota. Number two is not that bad. <laughs> but... Yeah, it's not two, two number one, two if you're a quarterback. Yeah, if you're a quarterback. If you're an O-lineman, two ain't bad. But, yeah, that's just some news, some local, some recent news that just hit um, with the NFL Combine. And I'm excited. I want to kick back and watch some some of these guys compete, some of the guys I've known or played against or, you know, had run-ins with, see these guys competing at the Combine, see if they're ready. Look out for Kwame's, you know, the few guys that you work with. You know, I want to keep my eye on them, their radar. I think their day is, what, Saturday to perform? Saturday, yeah. Yeah, that's that's the big day. Because he's talking about. That's going to be televised. That's the big day. Because I remember back in Indianapolis, like right now, every hotel, the streets is locked with NFL everywhere. Right. And Saturday is definitely the biggest day. And they also have, like, a big convention downtown. Indianapolis to attend, like it's they do their thing just for the combine yeah, weekend. So it's huge, man. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see NFL, how Kwame's NFL within, a, within a month and a half. The NFL makes a lot of money. <laughs> Super Bowl, Bowl and uh, Super Bowl and then the combine. Yeah, they know when to. Then you're really to, going right into the draft TV. Man, yeah. I want to see how your Virginia Tech boy does, man. Because you're hyping him up. I'm, yeah, I'm. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm interested to see how he does too. But anyways, yeah. Nah. So, D I Washington. Can do all I can mm-hmm. do when I train these guys, but uh, and get their mind right mentally in, in the six weeks that I have them. But when they get there, they got to, you know, every, you know, athletes, they love to compete. Oh, yeah. And football, in my opinion, exposes everything about you. Football exposes everything. Oh, yeah. And if you can play, you're going to go out there and do it. If you got that swag and that confidence, you're going to go out there and, and show it. But you're going to make them go into the control, into the uh, tempo that you want to go. Kind of like Tyron Matthews. He was he was cruising through his pro day. Uh, not just pro day, but the combine. He was cruising through his workout. And But in the past, they used to make these guys hurry up and time out like they was on the play clock. Uh, and, they, and for the most part, they are. They're on that 25-second play clock, that 20-second, 25-second play clock, where you got to hurry up and get back to the huddle. Well, defensively, we use signals. We don't got to get back to the huddle. Right, yeah. There's something we need to come together on and say real quick. You know, some team been driving on us, but we we use hand signals and, and gestures. We don't get to the huddle. Yeah, and these guys don't understand that. They don't. They don't take the combine and use all the intricate parts that will happen in a football game. Offensively, I understand why you got to hurry up and get back. Mm-hmm. I don't think the combine is going to be around that much longer. Anyway, I mean the NFL's definitely making their <laughs> you money. Don't think so. They definitely making their <laughs> money off they of want it. To. They definitely making their money off of it, but I don't think you know a lot of guys. I, I believe is going to start pulling their names back, or you know, like last last year, um, it was Menzel, Bridgewater, like the big names pulled their names on right. performing. They're like, yeah, I'm not going to perform, and they still got drafted high. Yeah. So you, right. you, you, you wanted something. If, if I can do what I got to do at my pro date, right? Why do I need to go to combine and make you all this money? Let me make myself some money and have my boys film. Right, it was somebody exactly. It was somebody a couple years ago. I was, was, was going to say Clowney. It was somebody who was just like, no, I'm not going to. Oh, it was the NBA workouts. And, you okay. know, they had, they had their combine. And 
You know, a lot of the guys are like, I'm not going to do that. You know, I'm not going to waste. Like, if you want me, you want me. If not, right. then. And you see, you see a lot of that kind of the last couple of years, guys f- forgoing the combine and just going to pro day. Mm-hmm. So I think each year you're going to see more and more of that happen right. because these kids are seeing this as well. You know, these high school kids are coming up in college, they're seeing what's going on with the college guys. And mm-hmm. th- I think that's just going to be the new generation we see is see, there's no pro day. Uh, and you guys, you guys have noticed if not already, but there's no difference for what those high school coaches and those little league coaches have been doing to these players for years and, mm-hmm. and making money off them and, and, and steering them to different programs. And so you got a whole all-star team, uh, kind of like the uh, Jackie Robinson West. You got all these guys from different areas, but they in Chicago. And there's no difference from what the NFL does. You mm-hmm. bring these guys from everywhere and you're making money off them because you get them in one central location. Right. <clears throat> and then you, and you, you're making money off them and you're putting it on TV. And then... You say, well, this guy's stock is rising, this stock is low, and that's, that's just marketing media. And then and a month later, you put them in the one room in the Madison Square Garden, and then, uh, not Madison Square Garden, but in the, um, what, what's the, uh, you put them in one room in New York, uh, Music City Hall, mm-hmm. Radio Music City Hall, and then we got to watch them to get drafted when we can read about that in the paper, or it can go on a ticker in Sports Center. Right. You don't have to see that nonsense. And so what is all that for? Just at the end so. of the day, so it's been a hypocritical organization business for for forever. Because when you do it with the kids at a younger age, you do it with the high school, you do it with the college, then you go to the pros. What's the difference with the pros doing? Right. <sighs> it's good times, man. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> then and moving on to back. Um, you made comments about Daryl Washington making that comeback, and that kind of reminded me of speaking of like this combine draft. A uh, couple, what, a couple last week, Kwame had mentioned about this new NFL like resurgent combine. I don't know. Oh, like, bring, yeah, like, yeah, uh, veteran, veteran the, combine. Veteran. Yeah, the veteran combine. That's right. Hey, what's called? I'd rather watch that. I'd rather watch that on TV. What's called the old man combine? <laughs> I'd rather watch that than than the young guys because I'd rather sit up with my popcorn. I'd rather see that live. Cause yeah. you know what I I seen hey Frank Sanders he still got it yep. I'm just I'm just leaving it at that so I loved I would love to see yep. a combine well, like that but like what we've been talking about with uh, Adrian Wilson he wants to come back that's perfect right, for him to right, go into right because Absolutely. he's talking the game that I'm still I'm still fit I'm still in shape I'm mm-hmm. working out okay well now here's a chance to have him go and out then there you and you can compare it. with the younger guys yeah who exactly. are coming in and I think even guys who are suspended like a Greg Hardy Daryl Washington Ray Rice. Terrell Owens, <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. Same with Ocho Cinco, but T-O's I would love to see them, those guys. You know, the, the people who you know had to sit out, uh, Richie Incognito, to <laughs> yeah, Incognito. He, uh, uh, you know, just to see guys like that. You know, who had to sit out a year and had them right. do the veteran combine just to see where their numbers are at. Had them go through a media test as well. Yep. Uh, you know, talking through the media spotlight, general get a chance to meet with the GMs again, and you know, just to give their shot, compare their numbers up to the younger guys who are coming in. Well, since it's all a numbers game anyway with the combine, yeah, let's check some numbers out. It'd be it'd be fun to watch, man. Definitely. Um, I mean, we made the points, uh, the reasons why, um, but like I said, Adrian Wilson, perfect example. Darrell Washington coming in, perfect example. Mm-hmm. You've been off. You've been suspended. You haven't been around football. Right, right. Where are you at still? Do you still have? Because mm-hmm. Arians basically uh, came out and said about as far as uh, Washington that when he gets reinstated, I'll start counting on him. 
Granted, he's not a member of the team until he gets reinstated. So Aaron's is basically putting out there that he's still a member of the team. But I want to see where you're at. Where are your 40 time? Where are, is this a Daryl Washington that left the team, or are you a step or two behind now? Because mm-hmm. if you're a couple steps behind, I might reevaluate if, you, if I want to take that chance on the team. Now, if you're the Daryl Washington that when you left, that's still who you are, right. you haven't lost that step, all right, I might take that chance as, as far as all the, the off-field issues because right. I know what, especially the linebacker core, losing Larry Foote, some, um, I mean, I need that linebacker help, mm-hmm. and I know what we have with you. It was definitely well needed. Oh, yeah. For last year's run. Oh, for sure. It was so, definitely well needed. Because, I mean, he just brings athletic, um, the speed, the athleticism mm-hmm. to your team. Mm-hmm. So hopefully he can kind of keep the off-field problems. Maybe he needs Patrick Peterson by his side because look what Patrick did with uh, Mathau. Patrick Peterson needs some on field. <laughs> he does. I don't hey, know. Like, is, that, is that a veteran uh, on field? Should, should PP twenty one go to the no, uh, veteran no, combine? No, don't waste your time. <laughs> no, no, there's a difference between making you know showing that I still got it and wasting your time. <laughs> Patrick, Pete, no, I would never want to see him get into to anything like that. But Patrick, go he to just need some on field. Patrick needs to go to Esco's and uh, work out with Palmer. <laughs> That would be nice. Yeah, he he definitely does. I agree with that. <laughs> <laughs> he definitely because I'm tired of seeing him. Out. That guy has too good. Well, he has too much too talent, talent. Mm-hmm. to be too playing much. the way he's playing, and it might work for the Cardinals because they say, "Oh, he's going to be all right." Uh, but he's a fan favorite, and Patrick's a good guy. In fact, he, I mean, he talks to him. He's a great guy. But come on, man, you get on the football field, you got to establish who you are, and you got technique. I don't see a lot of technique with Joe. I see a lot of athletic ability. I think we hopped on this. You know, quite a few times doing the uh, doing the show. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yep. and that's the thing. You know what you have in Patrick Peterson, so it's frustrating to see not only as a fan, but you know, a player or the teammate or a coach, and look at him saying, "Patrick, I know what you have, but where right. is it at? What are you doing?" Right. You know, when you have national televised games, and the announcers on on uh, TV are coming out and they're putting you on blast, pretty much by saying he's getting burned. Why, it's just it, it's got to be frustrating as a player as well because I'm gonna take that personal. Mm-hmm. If I'm Patrick Peterson and I know I can do better, maybe there's something behind it. I don't know. Yeah. But I mean, just make come it on, personal. man. Demery, just, Demery, just take it Demery, personal. You remember Demery? We went to we watched a few practices, Demery, and mm-hmm. I say, look how tall he's standing up and why he's not backpedaling. And mm-hmm. He just it, if you practice like that, that's gonna be in your DNA. Yeah, right. I always thought you go ahead and. Once you solidify that you got everything on lock as far as your technique, you'll never want to neglect your technique. But if you go out there and practice how you're going to play, it's not a problem come game time. Yeah, and I, and I just straight up laughed at that because I was <laughs> like, you know what? If he play like this in the game, in a real game, he's he going to have a long no, Sunday. What's and the old adage, man? You, 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 yeah, you, you play like you, you preach. Pra- yeah, yeah, well, you play yeah. like you practice. Exactly. A uh, well, minute before the break, I mean, something else that – I laughed at just real quick before we get off air here and enjoy our weekend. I laughed at the Minnesota Timberwolves picking Bring up back. Kevin Garnett. Man, that's the <laughs> whole NBA is just going home. Is that what, is that what you know? PR. Is that what everybody is that what the thing to do is now? Tayshawn Prince went home. Yeah, Tayshawn yeah. Prince went to Detroit. Yeah. I mean, I'm. It's so funny. I hope I hope Durant goes to Washington now. I hope he goes back because this <laughs> this is getting nuts. Everybody going home. Thanks, LeBron. Thanks, LeBron. Thanks. LeBron started off. Yeah, he did. <laughs> Kwame Lasser, the Sports Talk Show. Thank you for tuning in. Thank Kwame calling calling in. Busy guy, Mr. Phoenix. Demry Lachey, Dougie B. We are li- We will be live Monday. Yes. Come Monday 
find us here Monday. Shout out to Archer Way Productions for coming in doing their thing as well. And yeah, we'll catch you all Monday. You listen to the Kwame Lester Sports Talk Show and we out. Have a good weekend. Thanks for tuning in this week. Join us every Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday at 12 noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time for another edition of Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. <laughs>